MLS and North America, what is going on? Maggie, you can start for the viewers who don't know. Um, Same things we talked about last month. It seems like we have to talk about again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, for the ones, for our listeners and for everyone that has seen it or have not heard, there was another um, incident that had taken place between a young black male and unarmed black male male with three police officers um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, I mean, we don't know what, what happened. We just saw the effects of the young male, Jacob uh, Blake, walking back to his car. It's been said that he was breaking up a fight. As he was walking back to his car, I guess the police were trying to like tell him, hey, stop, or whatever. Mind you, there were guns drawn already, so I thought that that was kind of strange in itself. Um, and they proceeded to follow him, and as he opened the door, um, you know, one of the officers grabbed his shirt that he had on, and I guess after trying to tell him to stop, he didn't officer started to fire a couple of shots and it wasn't a couple as in one two three but it was seven shots um i mean i was speechless just watching it um i was hurting for the people that were watching it and i think i i mean not even like i broke down when i heard that his children were in the car i thought that was even like just to think about that, you know, as a young young boy or young girl to watch your parent be, you know... Executed. They tried to execute. Basically, him. yeah, gunned down, right? Um, and it's not like it's just some random person, but this is like the people police. Who are sworn to the, the, the people who are supposed to protect you. And as a little boy, I can't even imagine what his children, what's going through their mind. They're traumatized forever. Course. Forever. And um, and I know because I've been through something like that. So that even as a young adult, I've been traumatized from that as a kid because I had to witness something like that. And um He's paralyzed, he didn't like, die. So Yeah, I mean, by the grace of God he survived and he pulled through, which is what I was praying for. But to know that he's paralyzed, like, like to know that that day again. you were walking perfectly fine and then now you're paralyzed. You have to learn how to do all that stuff all over again. And that in itself is going to cause anyone to become depressed, sad. We don't know. He probably lost his job. He can't work for the rest of his life yeah. again. Yeah. We, don't, yeah. we don't even know um, if he'll be even able to talk. I haven't heard. I'm not sure if he's still in a coma or if he woke up. But he just has to start life over again. Yeah. Um, it's just so sad. So there has been reactions within all North American leagues. The NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks decided that that state night that they were not going to play and all the other NBA teams for game five followed suit. So last, yesterday, yeah, yesterday too. All the NBA teams, um, the women's basketball league as well decided that they were going to kneel, they're going to protest and this is the first time that there's been a protest where players decide, like, point blank, they're not going to play. From, from different leagues from at the different same time. At I the mean, same time. Major League Baseball has joined in. Of course, MLS, most of the teams have joined in. But, Nate, I don't know if you know this, but 
um, August 26, four years ago, was the time when Colin Kaepernick decided to kneel. And so four years later, on the same day, we're, I mean, we're still kneeling. We're still fighting. But, But guess what? It's even worse. In the past four years of what have happened from 2016 to 2020, right? What has happened? It's like, there's just no regards for human life when it's like when you're talking about blacks and you're talking about police, it's like no regards. And the comments of people saying, oh, these athletes, these players shouldn't be doing this. So you love our players. You love our athletes when we're out there and we're scoring and, and winning, you know, playoff games and championships. If we're in basketball and if we're in football, we're bringing you a Super Bowl. Um, if we're in baseball, we're games. we're winning World Series, and if we're in soccer, we're winning, you know, these, um, you know, league games, and 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 we're winning the playoffs and all of that. But it's like the moment we decide, or the moment players decide, um, they don't want to not play. Shut up and dribble. Yeah, or or, or to not or shut, shut up, up and, and kick pass. the ball, right? Exactly. Or to not shut up and kick the ball in 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 soccer, or to not shut up and hit the ball in baseball. Like it's a problem. Because they're human beings before anything. Before they're these mega stars and superstar athletes, they're human beings. And especially the black men and women that play in these sports. So when we talk about even leagues, there's two other leagues that obviously we didn't see much happening because of the NFL. So obviously with the global pandemic. And then of course with NWSL, who is not really playing, but they return, um, you know, next week as well for their series, and we'll get, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I just, you know, I don't know if, and I'm not going to say all Americans, but I'm going to say the non-Blacks at this point, the non-Blacks, the non-Latinos, like the non-Hispanic, the non-people of color. I don't know if people really understand why we, why we're why we're protesting, why we say the things we say in terms of like, we just want equality because it's a prime example, right? Of you shooting this man because he's walking away. Yet I could show you five videos of Caucasian men, let alone, let's not talk about that that young gentleman. I won't even say his name because I just feel like it's crazy how he can go out and think it's a game to walk around armed. With an automatic assault rifle and then to shoot at two people and, and then them. to walk to the police freely without even getting touched <laughs> so when people say all lives matter yeah all lives no it doesn't it's, it's not like that because those are prime examples or when you have a gentleman that's walking up and down with a knife or with a gun in his hand and, and you, you're telling him drop the weapon, but you're giving him ample time to do that. Or you have a gentleman with a knife that's plunging at you, and you like, you're giving him ample time to come to you and do that. Where with a black man, even if he, I mean, let me tell you something. I saw something last night that Colorado Rapids did, and I thought it was pretty cool. What they did was they use the um, starting 11 numbers for the players. And instead of saying, okay, this is, um, um, I don't know, um, what's one of the players? Kellen, Kellen Acosta's number. We're going to use like Tam- uh, Tamir Rice, uh, George Floyd, and 
yeah. you know, each of their numbers. And I thought that was creative. But of course, I had to jump in and say, well, guess what? This is just half. You guys are just talking about what's been happening in 2020 and like 2019. You're forgetting about guys like Amadou Diallo, who was shot 41 times. The guy didn't even speak English. And all he was trying to do was say, wait, I'm just showing you my wallet. But he didn't speak English. You could have put, at that point, you, you could have pulled him to the ground. But you shoot a man 41 times? And of course, someone, someone from my neighborhood, Sean Bell. You, shoot, you shot that man 50 times, him and his two friends. 50 times? For what? Because you're thinking he has a gun? That man was getting married a couple of hours later. Or what about guys like Oscar Grant, Philando Castle, Cornelius Brown, who was mentally ill? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you know what's even crazier? You would What think about that Betty Jones, Sandra Blake? I mean, it's like. And what outraged me even more? is the fact that Real Salt Lake's owner had the audacity to say, this is his quote. So for those of you who are listening, um, Real Salt Lake were playing LAFC and they decided last night that they were not going to play due to just the injustices of Black people that have been going on. The owner decided that he's going to come on the radio, um, the local show called Radio From Hell and he described what a great team, name. He described the team not, decision to not play as backstabbing. Um, and this is the full quote. He said, it's like someone stabbed you and then you're trying to figure out a way to pull the knife out and move forward. That's what it feels like. The disrespect was profound to me personally. The fact that his players decided that the lives of an unarmed Black man matter and that they could not go forward and play and they didn't feel it was right, disrespected him and is a backstabbing to him. He went on to say that for this reason, they are no longer inviting fans back to the stadium in the future. And he's gonna cut 40 to 50 jobs because of it. He also went on to say that, I'm gonna read the quote for you guys. This is not me paraphrasing this is the actual quote he put it has taken a lot of wind out of my grip and the effort that i want to put into recruiting players and building a team it just seems like it's not a good path so this is what i'm going to go back to let's go back to what happened with donald sterling and his quote about players being what did he say they they were workers like this is the same mentality like they yeah. they're workers they're they're like like he's like yo we need to keep them all in line as if it's a plantation like they're running it as if it's a plantation and when you look at in 2020 just look at what has been going on all the protesting what people are fighting for no one's saying treat blacks better give black people opportunity they don't deserve we're just saying for your club to say listen an unarmed black man was shot in front of his children seven times and we just need one day to get over it and honor him and let the world know it's not okay 
for you to come out and say you feel personally disrespected and backstabbed, why listen backstab? It's I could put I could put then, money on it. I could put money on it, Nate, that he's a Trump supporter one. <laughs> of course. Two to even feel comfortable to make a comment it's like a that. Comment like that. After what's going on. And then this goes but, back to what I tell players all the time. And we talk about this all the time. These are your owners. And this is why we we scream out for representation. These are your owners. These are your agents. These are some of your coaches who feel this way. And why I feel so hurt about this coming from Real Salt Lake is because they are one of the few clubs that I have a personal relationship with where their coaching educator is a black man. Can Arnold, yeah. the guy you trust to develop all of your players and all of your coaches is a black man. You guys have one of the first and only academies to have a residence for players who can't afford to have to have the facilities to develop and grow. I've had one of my teammates move from Georgia to go to Real Salt Lake's academy. And then when you look at it and you're like, wow, so what do you think of him? I haven't spoken to Arnold yet because this is just crazy to me. And yeah. I know his phone's blowing up and I don't want to be another one nagging him. But it's like, when I think about it, it's like, you sit in meetings with Arnold who you trusted to develop your whole coaching staff and your whole club. You have the real Monarchs who won USL championship last year. It doesn't black mean anything. Black players. And then for you to say, these players, you feel bad <clears throat> for 5,000 fans who you don't know are minorities, black, white, Asian. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It I mean, it's frustrating. I'm going to tell you something that I learned growing up about Real Salt Lake, right? And so, obviously, the whole Utah, like, and, and I love um, the staff from the Roy, from the Royals, obviously, the Utah yeah. women. I mean, I have a, my, one of my clients plays for that club, so, um, and I have a good relationship with their team. I have family that live in, in Salt Lake. And what I learned was that, and many people may not know this, but Utah itself is, like, that number one Mormon State. Yeah, it is a Mormon. And so yeah, I started to wonder, like, is he Mormon? Because I'm like, wait a minute. This guy is saying some serious stuff. My cousin happens to be Mormon. She graduated from BYU, top of the class. Yep. Yeah, that's she, where was only, she, was the only, she was the only black woman there, and she chose after graduating to live in Salt Lake and raise her children there. And I said, when I went to visit her, I'm like, what? what is it like? Because you hear all these stories, and it's like, what is it like? And she's like, well, you know, it's most of her friends are Caucasian and she just doesn't really, she hasn't herself really experienced too much bad stuff, but she's experienced some things. Yeah. Um, she said, but there are, you know, people that think like that, unfortunately. And so when I hear him saying what he's saying about now that fans in and it's like, but who are you hurting at the end of the day? Because what, what I would want to see from these players, and this is not just even, NBA or, you know, MLS. Like, I would love to see one day where these players actually say, okay, we're going to stop playing for a day. You know so, what, so, so, like, it, it don't even have to be a day where you have games. Like, we just, we just want to stop. Yeah. This because I, I can't, I, like, his comment was disgusting. It's another Donald Sterling. I mean, if you don't, if you feel players should not look at 
or value human beings' life because you don't um, and you feel disrespected, then guess what? Sell the team. That, that's the I best just, solution. Sell the I team. Just, thank you. And I know about three last... people that could buy that team. Easy. No, Maggie, <laughs> I know, I know, I know minority groups who want to buy oh, MLS absolutely. franchises and are ready. What what bothered me, like the the end quote, which is like they supported other issues nationally, but they clearly did not support our city nor organization. So then I go back to what is your organization about then? If an unarmed black man being shot at seven times and players deciding, you know what, it's wrong, we need to do something to support it, does not support your organization. And then to end it with that fairly clear, what does this organization stand for? Is my question. And what message are you sending to your players? Easy. What, what message I mean, are you sending I to your I don't want to say that they stand for the same thing he does because I'm almost certain that a majority no of, the, of, of the staff. Oh, no, of course that. not. Of course not. Yeah, like the staff, the team. I don't feel like they they agree with him. So, in other words, we just basically have a Donald Sterling part two. Exactly. And now you've just I want them to the keep Donald that Sterling. And you've become the Donald Sterling of MLS now because now it's like, all right, so now this is a big issue. And we can only say what we've heard right now. I'm curious what Don, what um, Don was, Garber yeah. is going to do. What's Don that's, Garber going to do? That's the next steps. I want to know what's the next steps. What is he going to? What is he going? First of all, this would never stand in the NBA because Adam Silver is not having it. He when 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 I say the the leagues of the NBA and WNBA are by far the best, the best. I've worked for an NBA team before. They're just probably the most supportive. Um, on every angle. That's why whenever there's a protest or there's a strike or there's anything, that's probably the one and only league right now that the, the front office stands with the players. The Players Association stands with the players. And you know why? I don't so know. So I don't understand why other leagues can't do it and speaking for at least our profession, our space, you know, of soccer, football, soccer in particular because we're talking about North America with MLS I don't understand but guess what this is why the Black Players for Change was created because of things like this and now what are they going to do what are they going to do and how are they going to enforce it because you brought up a good Donald Don Sterling he what what the NBA decided is the member the NBA when this happened they boycotted games and the Clippers decided oh, yeah. they were going to play yeah if came to the commissioner saying, hey, you have to sell the franchise, was forced into selling the franchise. What is MLS going to do? Because we know MLS and NBA's demographic of the players are two completely different. Not totally different. So how is it, and you know I've always described MLS as the golf club, country club of North American sports. And like I, and... I mean, sure. speaking of, I mean, well, here's my thing. Can we get into that even deeper? Because there's a tweet that was published today, and this is has been picked up by, like, Bleacher Report now and um, The Athletic, a lot of these other big media publications that are talking about <laughs> Josie Altidore, who plays for Toronto FC, made a comment um, stating that, you know, if it's too much for him or whatnot, um, he's a part of a group that would love to purchase the team. 
Now, I don't represent Josie. If I represented a player that made a statement like that, I'd probably have them delete the tweet right away. Yeah, basically. Basically. Mainly because knowing the politics, knowing just everything, right? How it is. But then even for Josie to say that, like, you know, it's it's very rare that a player, well, it's never really happened where a player is a player and he's also an owner. The only person that has ever really done that, athlete-wise, is Magic Johnson. And that was because when he was playing with the Lakers, but it's totally different. Once again, it's a different sport. It's different. So, like, that whole situation, Thing is, I, it's just, a I just wonder, it's a huge conflict, and I wonder how it's going to play out with everything. Because there's definitely going to be some repercussions for him even saying that. Not even that, it's just the repercussions are going to happen, and it's just, why would you want to put your a target on your back like that? This goes back to... And it's picked up now, because it's all to in the media now. I mean, this live has picked it up. It's and all over now. players need to understand from an agent manager perspective, this is why you need to clear things with your managers because you guys want to understand that one, this can affect what your team, your role in your team. Yep. Because if the manager or the club knows that you are, you have an ownership group interested in purchasing an MLS franchise or another club, that is a conflict with them because they're going to sit back and think your best interest or your thoughts lie with purchasing another club. How is that going to, how are we going to play you when your mind is elsewhere trying to purchase another club in the same league that we play in? Now we saw, now I'm going to give you another example. We saw when Didier Drogba came to Phoenix Rising, he was a part of that ownership group, but he played for that team already. Yeah, exactly. You cannot, Go and say that, hey, I'm going to purchase another club in our same league who we compete against. And also, while I play for this other <laughs> Another one. Listen. That's not like his, for his, his PR person. Manager, that's that, her her fee should be, he or she, you know, he or she, his publicist, their fee should be a lot higher right now because exactly. that's, crisis, that's crisis management right there. Because now he's going to have to even, like, issue a whole other statement. But not even that. I'm almost certain that TFC's ownership group, management, you know, their front office has already had those conversations with him already. Like, I'm sure they've had those conversations because of what, you know, has happened. And if I'm his agent, it's like, no, these are things that I talk to my players about all the time. Like, you know, you have to be mindful of what you're putting out there because all it took for that one tweet to go, guess what? Whether you meant it or not, it's in all the media. If I Even Google if you right now, now Real Salt Lake, if, if I Google Real Salt Lake right now, you put Real Salt Lake, you don't even have to finish the sentence. Josie's picture is coming up. That's the first thing you see. And you're definitely going to see a screenshot of that tweet. This is why Everything. I always tell players, listen, and this isn't about us taking his voice away. I don't want people to get that confused. Right. They're like, we're not taking his voice away because I think what he said is correct in you should sell the club or i even know people who would want to buy the club no, there's, there's I, that's no what, need for that's you what to i say like, i know a few people I'm that would want to buy it because because you can know hey it could be my wife i know my wife wants to buy it. like it could be anyone but when you put that target on yourself 
Yeah, it's listen. I I'm all for my players voicing their opinions. I have players who talk on these issues all the time, and I say go for it a hundred percent. But just keep your managers in the loop so that when things like this happen, or you're like, hey, I'm thinking about sending this tweet out, one or two words can change the whole outlook of your career and what people think of you. Because now it is a crisis, and now it becomes crisis management. Because, like yeah. you said, he can delete the tweet, but it doesn't matter now. We can. It's already picked up. It's shot. already picked it's up. It's on the group chats. Have you seen the articles up. that have, have already hit? No, where it's man, like, oh, Josie Altidore wants from, to buy, wants to buy. Real so, like, it's like, oh my god. From right now, has Josie's tweet underneath it with, with Romano's tweet. It's it's in every other every blog has picked it up. So now it's yeah. crisis management and. I honestly, I I don't think anything that he said is. It wasn't is bad. It wasn't wrong. No, it wasn't wrong. And but see, that's the thing, and that's what players need to understand. See, it's not. It's not it's so not much what, what you, you say. say it's how you, it's say, it. how you say it, and it's your approach, right? So in his case, granted, yes, you're reading it, you're frustrated, but I would have worded it to where it said, "Well, I know a few people that would want to purchase the club." Period. Even at you the eyes emoji. Period. Even at the eyes emoji. Yeah, like <laughs> you don't have to let people know that you're a part of that group because you're still a player. Now, if you were retired, that's different. Exactly. Or if but you not were even like, that, without because a club, now, that's different. Like if you were a free agent, then that's different. But now, even think of the ownership group. They're every now. If I'm, if I'm, what's his name? If I'm Hanson, I'm asking every investor group who's trying to buy. Can you list down all your investors who are interested in purchasing my franchise? Hmm. That puts another target on your back. That's another no thing way too. After reading this, if I'm Hanson, I could say from what he has said that he will be willing to accept the fact that Josie Altador is a part of a group that's going to buy his franchise from him. Not even Josie. But it makes me wonder: Would you even be willing to sell that to a, a person of color? Honestly, that's where, hey, that's where Don's got to Because that's, how, cause that's, now, cause that's how I'm looking at it. That's no, how I'm it, looking at it. Now it's up to the commissioner to say, hey, maybe now is a good time for a minority group to purchase a franchise. Trust. I know a couple. I know, I know a couple, too. Like, I know a couple who've been trying a, to do this for years. Long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know someone right now that can come in and like, hey, let's 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 do the deal, you know, but... So one of those things, once again, we just got to keep our ears open for and just watch and see what happens next from that. But, um, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's just so important, and especially to the players out there, like, it's very important that you understand the power of social media, what you say, what you put out there. Um, and that's just even for owners. That's for everybody in general as a human being. You got to take accountability. To me, I don't know whether this owner could say anything that would change how I feel about him. I don't even know this owner, but my outlook, it's like, this is how you feel. You don't have respect for even the people that are playing for that team. So why should they respect you? That's just how I look at it. Exactly. Like, I was I was always taught, you know, respect is never um, earned. It's earned. It's never, you know. It's never given. It's earned. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I don't know. We'd, we'd have to see about that. But in other news, as we leave that topic where it is, um, I did mention before about the NWSL and how they are returning back. So I'm excited. They're returning back for this fall series. It's going to take place September 5th to October 17th. Um, gonna, and it's it's yeah, kind of cool. It's just 
they're just breaking up into different pods. This time it'll be like your southeast versus your north and your west coast teams. Um, like USL. So, like so USL. it's exciting. Right, exactly. Um, so it should be interesting. It's a short, it's a more shorter yeah. tournament, but I'm hoping they can still keep the same perfect record of how they did with the Challenge Cup as far as really being able to control, um, you know, obviously COVID from spreading and just making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. And it's it's even more exciting because Orlando will get a chance to actually play, right? They spent all that time not being able to play. So it's exciting. And honestly, I feel like it's a good move because that'll also kind of help keep the players here in America before they all exactly. end up playing in Europe. Also, so, I'm excited to see Orlando Pride kick off for the first time. Yeah. Because yeah, remember, they missed yeah. out. They missed that's what out I was saying. People, yeah, so. it's a good shot. for It's, yeah. it's a good opportunity for Orlando. Um, and 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 as we know, you know, NWSL is growing. Um, there was an announcement made last week. I was so excited that it finally came out that um, NWSL Sacramento is now going to be the next um, team expansion team. So now that brings NWSL to now having um, twelve teams. Uh, we have you know Louisville Racing Louisville, which is the tenth team, and they're going to kick off twenty twenty one. Obviously, the L.A. team is kicking off 2022. And with Sacramento, they're not sure yet if it's going to come, you know, 2021 or 2022. I'm hearing things about it's 2022, but they may be pushing it to 2021. Um, and, and if they are pushing it to 2021, I think I have an idea why. Exactly. I think I know why. And the angle they're trying to go in. And I'm not mad at them at all. If, that, if, if they can pull it off and do it, I think it'll be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and if they do it 2022, that means 2022 is going to be on fire for California teams because you're going to have everybody that's going to want to play in L.A. and everybody's going to want to play in Sacramento. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But um, I'm looking forward to the NWSL, you know, uh, fall series kickback. And yeah. Yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Inside Agents. Um, tune in next week. Same time, same place, Maggie. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you with me co-hosting this and to air out what's going on in football. Hopefully this is the last time any football players or any league has to address these issues. And stay tuned, guys, to see what, ha what happens next. Thank you, guys. <laughs>